What's up, world? This is Iwo Fafore. What's going on, good people? This is Iwo Osheun. Welcome back to the Who Made Y'all Priest podcast, where we talk about our spiritual journeys, our everyday life experiences, and the issues of the time from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. Now, I know y'all probably looking at us like, y'all got the same outfit that y'all had on last week. Well, that's because that podcast episode with the Abedjis was so dope so powerful quite frankly so long we decided we had to break that up into two different episodes so we're about to get into part two of our conversation with our veggies so check us out please like share comment and subscribe let's get into um, it it kind of goes kind of in hand in hand with what we were just talking about about you know feelings and stuff coming out of it go deep. I feel like Ifa really kind of challenged me on uh, on my relationships with women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at what we do as our woes, and one of the most important things I think we do is be in service to the ears and in service to women in general. And I've noticed that for myself, you know, sometimes there's things that need to be done and it doesn't take long to figure out, okay, where are you going to fit into that? And um, I've noticed that the more I've, I've allowed myself to be available and just not try to, to rationalize, okay, you know, doesn't make sense to me or would I do it like this? You know, that um, the, the, the left-right brain thinking, you know, I, I tend to, the more you just give yourself and say, you know what, here I am. Y'all put me to use. And, and when I say y'all, I'm talking about in service to uh to, to the black women that we, we deal with. Um, you tend to see, okay, these are the things that I'm here to do. Uh, whether you're reluctant or not, that's what I've I've experienced. Um in my personal relationships, you know, I feel like E5 has tested me right off the bat, you know, to see do I view the relationships in the same way? Um, you know, when when you make a connection with somebody, you know, your word carries a little bit of weight differently i feel as an awo um you can't still move exactly how you did before and i was put to the test on that um even in familiar relationships you know i start to see more and more how just yielding to to those of us who are senior you know yielding to elders yielding to uh, uh the women who just sometimes you just let them talk and you'll find out things um and you know we might get into that a little bit later um, but I feel like just allowing yourself to be used in a manner that you don't have control, spirit tends to put you in the right positions, if I could sum up what I'm trying to say. Brother Leslie, how do you think how do you think you are uh you are handling uh balancing the the masculine and the feminine within yourself? Well, now I feel like it's a lot better. See so before it's more of come before coming to Ifa or coming into African spiritual. Uh, spirituality is more going off what you know and that's based off of your environment situation you've been in um so with that it's more of 
not being like necessarily it says masculine uh, as always because like i was in the military so it was like with that there they drill it in you then as far as um i'll say my career path so i was a medic in the military did um you know so working in healthcare since i got out in 2006. so with that there is more i guess my interactions is more of like not being so direct and to go ahead and um, have a little bit more, well, not necessarily empathy, because in healthcare, you have to have empathy to be in that kind of field to begin with. But as far as, um, I'll say, look at things in a different perspective within myself. As far as treating people, again, being in healthcare, you have to have, have a certain kind of disposition to be in that kind of field. So I don't feel that that was really an issue. I think more of um, shedding old behaviors and trains of thoughts and mannerisms. So what I'm saying is um, the way you survive is not going to be the way you thrive. So you've had to do things or react a certain way to get to a certain point. So with going to E5 and actually having a roadmap or a way to a different way of handling situations, you can't just go off what you know. You um, To me, it's like you get more, um, by divining, you get more to another side versus just being you know, going through things or bulldozing through things. There's a whole different way of doing stuff, a different concept, a train of thought. So that has been more integrating that with myself. And I said initially, like this probably goes back to the, you know, after you get out of a bodu, like I had everything in the world happen immediately right after. So, but and the first few months, it's like, you know, I know we just got out of initiation, but the first few months I didn't that didn't come to mind. Like, hey, you can actually do stuff. You know, I'm going off what I used to do in the past. But what happens is like my father told me, like when you go after you do your E5, E5 is going to put you in a hole. And the only way to get out of that is spiritual. So I had to go through it after enough situations. I'm like, OK, I'm ran out of options. OK, let me. And then it's also the confidence in E5. Like, OK, I know I've been shown this and I've got the spiritual authorization to do this. But I can I actually do this is more of questioning myself with that. So then when I actually went to Eva and started divining and then things start clearing up, and I'm like, oh, I can actually do it, the confidence. So then I started being able to do that. And then it got to the point where I asked everything, you know, because I'm, I'm, I have a wide, I'm open. So I have a lot of things I'm interested in. I, I'm, since I'm like seeing how this is helping in my life and clearing away situations and obstacles, I'm like, well, come on, divine everything. But then, um, and again, Eva tells you everything and the way i've seen it was after i asked where i go for well whatever i'm divining for i asked before i end is what messages do you have for me and for me that's the actual reading and what that is uh what came out is don't get so caught up on spiritual matters that you forget to live I meaning everything doesn't have to be divine on some things you have to go through so but you know kind of trailed off but as far as i uh, answering that i've learned to look at things in a different way and take a different approach because if i'm like things are better now. So if I keep doing what I used to do now, like I'm not in the past, I'm here in the present. So if I keep doing or keeping the same energy I had in the past, that's going to delay my future. Because, you know, you pray, you go through things and you pray or seek a way out of it. And once you do get better, then you can't continue the same way. You're going to continue going through the same exact thing. So it's more being in the present so you can move forward for the future here. So that is what I think as far as me balancing that out, the, the feminine part, I think that's what that is, is more looking forward and not backwards. I share. I share.
Brother William, I think I think you spoke to us uh, on several occasions while we were in uh, Igbodu about uh, specific types of relationships that you've had with women. Uh, how has going through Ifa? How has that helped you to balance that the masculine and feminine within yourself? And do you think you've gotten better with that? Yes, I, I've definitely gotten better uh, with that. My relationship with the masculine and the feminine. And I'm still working on that today to keep the balance. But what I had to do in my personal experience is that I had to get rid of the chauvinistics. Okay. Um, I was raised chauvinistic and I didn't realize that about myself. Um, not really until after I had gotten into E5, that was the necessary change that had to come about in order for me to grow in E5 and if I wasn't going to have it any other way. I'm finding it most extraordinarily fascinating to sit and listen to my wife about certain matters because she's given it to me from a female perspective. And I would never think to even think anything like that. Whereas in the past, I'm just trying to get you to see things my way. So selfishly that I wasn't even trying to pay attention to what you were saying. So that's the change that has come about me. Ashe? Hey, Ashe. Ashe, brother Isaac, brother Isaac, do you think do you think you've uh, done well with balancing the masculine and the feminine thus far? Um, I think I'm doing better than what I did when uh, prior to it voted. Um, you know, uh, and and it started with uh, I just decided to go to therapy. You know. Um, and I entered into that process because I recognized that my particular struggle has a lot to do with uh, there's some generational trauma that's there, uh, you know, and a lot of that generational trauma revolves around uh, abuse, addiction, um, broken families, ruined relationships and things like that. And it's men on my family on both sides. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's something I looked in, something I had, you know, sort of studied and, and been working on. And I just recognized that I'd gotten to a point where it was more than I could handle by myself. And so I went and defined on a therapist and I was like, okay, <laughs> who do I need to go talk to to get that professional perspective? And so I'm doing a lot better with it. I am uh, unearthing and pulling out things I would not have noticed previously, you know, with that assistance. Uh, and uh, my relationship with the feminine is a, is a lot better. Ashe. 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 Brother Baz. Brother, Brother Baz, how are you, how are you doing with the, uh, with the balancing of the uh, masculine and the feminine? I think, I think you were one of the people that, uh, that Baba spoke about specifically, you know, all of these masculine traits you know we were all told as a group but it seemed like that was some uh <laughs> that there was some messages to us as individuals and uh you may have been one of the people where you carried a lot of masculine energy so how, how are you doing with that these days i'm definitely a warrior so yeah i carry a lot of uh, masculine energy but i have learned how to deal with women better i've learned to listen i've learned to negotiate I've learned to explain things. I've learned to be more accepted and receptive to what it is they have to say and offer. Uh, particularly because I have an ex-wife here and I have a child here, a daughter. 
you know, I'm here. I have to make sure that I present myself in a way that she'll know how to actually choose her husband. You know, so I want to make sure that she gets a good idea of what a man is. But in addition to that, having to explain to her that I am a priest and not do so in a religious uh, context has been most of my uh, battle. You know, but having said that, I think I'm doing very well in terms of uh, how I deal with people. I do find now that uh, I don't really have a need for a lot of uh, BS, you know. I don't want to I don't want to hear a lot of empty conversations. I don't have tolerance for a lot of people that uh, that are negative or that I perceive to be negative. You know, but um, in terms of being empathetic, I think I am that. I think Ephi has really helped me with that. I've gone through a, a period of needing to be more humble. And then I've gotten to a point where I'm like, hey, man, this humility is not going to work for what it is that I need now. So when I look back on some of my lessons through life, you know, be it prison, the military, you know, now I'm starting to see that I do not want to repeat any of those schools. So I want to be able to extract from those particular schools or periods things that I could use to go forward. You know, so, yeah, I think I'm a cool guy. I think I'm a better guy. You know, I thank E5 for that, but uh, I'm definitely not putting myself in a situation or attracting those type of people into my life that can uh, be abusive to me in any aspect. Okay? Ashe. Brother Correga, I know you. I know we told you we was gonna leave you for last, but we wanna <laughs> we wanna get your take on uh, how do you think you've been doing with balancing the, the masculine and the feminine. How's that job been going for you? Hmm. I'm better than I've ever been and I'm the worst I'll ever be. Hmm. I, um, I've oftentimes been known to say that there's no such thing as a supernatural. It's simply um, an aspect of the natural world that you have yet to understand. Hmm. That understanding has extended into another way of saying it, which is there's no such thing as chaos being the absence of order chaos is the presence of order you have yet to discern when it comes to when it comes to women when it comes to the feminine energy when it comes to the feminine principle i've i've taken to doing a lot less protesting and a lot more studying now um because i'm finding that that what at one time would have seemed chaotic actually has an order i just didn't have the wherewithal to discern yet mm -hmm. and in studying more i'm starting to better discern it and in better discerning it i'm better able to determine even when i'm in the absence of it right i mean we talk about the divine feminine not all feminine is divine feminine just like not all masculine is divine masculine so in me studying it more i'm better able to determine you know, what I'm in the presence of and then know how to move. Um, that having been stated, the women in my family, um, I'm better able to talk to them now because of Ifa. I'm better able to discern where they're coming from, what their motivations are. Um, I, You know how they'll oftentimes throw around terms like toxic masculinity and things of that sort. Um, you know, men on our side, we would oftentimes throw around oft used, oft overused terms like um, 
you know, emasculation and things of that sort, when that could very well not be where they're trying to come from. They're just coming from their own perspective. So in me doing more studying and less protesting, I'm better able to see the truth behind the front. And that that enables me to be more balanced in my feminine and masculine principles and therefore be able to present in a way that is palatable and translates to the women that I'm um, I'm surrounded by. Ashe, Ashe. All right. So I purposely left Brother James and Brother Kerry for last um, because the two of you seem to come from um, elements that most of us may not have come from. So to be able to deal with uh, the feminine in the particular way that Ifawa asked us to uh, to deal with the feminine may be more difficult for the two of you and 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 possibly myself. So, Brother Kerry, how do you how do you feel like you've been dealing with uh, balancing the masculine and the feminine and in your dealings with with women? Um, I feel as though I've gotten a lot better. I've absolutely gotten I got have gotten a lot better. Um, I'm able to have more patience. I'm able to um, be able to listen, listen, listening to understand, or more so than listening for you know to respond. Listening to just understand and and um, I'm able and through the communication, I'm able to actually um, feel the energy of what they're trying to express. Uh, so it's been, it's been, um, it's been, it's been a beautiful thing, actually, you know, um, I'm able to like even communicate with my daughters. Um, it's, it's, it's different. Um, also just going back to having, going back to a place of forgiveness, you know, for being able to forgive, um, the women in my life, you know what I'm saying, and, be able, and being able to release them from, you know, maybe the pains or the trauma they, that they may have caused or may have happened. Um, and then just even, you know, for me, releasing, you know, forgiving myself and releasing myself for the pain and trauma that I've caused in their lives. So, you know, being raised by um, a family of women, um, seeing them go through the things they went through, um, and seeing how you know how us as men have uh, a way of, of of doing things and, and and causing traumas, me myself being guilty of it as well, um, it had me recognize that. So you know it has me you know um, relating with more empathy, um, communicating and, and with more understanding. Just has me you know handling them and dealing with them in a different way. So yeah, it's it's that's how I you know my divine you know, the divine feminine tapping into that also even with Ifa, uh, like I said, being able to in a in a in a reading being able for for to communicate with a, with a young lady who has father issues or, or <clears throat> excuse me or has an issue with a young man she's dealing with, I will see um, I will see myself in that situation not as far as dealing with the woman but but I will see myself. In one of my situations, I have called so I can I can be able to um, what's the words I can be able to help her understand 
and look, you know, saying from a different perspective or be able to heal or help her heal or help her move through that process of the situation. Um, because at one point in time, I was the man. So like, like I said, when Ifa says, you know, when you sit, when people come to your map, they are a version of yourself or you tend to see or a reflection of yourself or your life. Um, so I've been able to see that through this process. Ashe. Ashe. Brother James, brother James. And man, we appreciate you rocking the shirt, man. We appreciate you rocking the rocking the brand, man. We see you, man, with the Who Made Y'all Pre shirt on, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you, man. So you know, I, I normally don't rock men on my chest, but you know, y'all ain't paid, <laughs> so you know it's all good. <laughs> right, right, right. And see, and that's another thing right there, man, dealing with the dealing with the feminine, being able to be vulnerable and um receptive. So how do you how do you feel like you've been doing with that? How do you feel like you've been handling the process of balancing the masculine and the feminine within yourself and outside of yourself? Well, this topic in and of itself brings up a lot of emotion and a lot of feelings. And so to me, that's a divine feminine expressing itself in me because I'm feeling emotional just even listening to or having to address this topic. Mm -hmm. But the masculine part of me is saying, but you need to be willing to exude the strength to even deal with it or even talk about it, you know, is because this is a real touchy feely type of situation for me. And, you know, and I'm gonna say this initially because I can't really talk about that unless I kind of go into this space, is that the divine feminine that gave birth to me <clears throat> didn't have certain abilities or aptitudes to give to me the things that I needed, you know? she did the best she could with what she was working with. And for me to try and to find the balance, I have to be okay with the fact that, you know, I didn't have that hallmark energy raising me. It was something more brutal. It was more like beat you down type of energy, you know, and uh, really didn't know how to really be empathetic or loving and kind. So listening to my baby talk about forgiveness, that's something that I had to really embrace and say, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that energy. Mm -hmm. And if that's the only thing that I can get, that I got to get that and, and find the forgiveness in my heart to be the best son that I can be, to be the best father that I can be. And I'm not saying that I'm all that. But one day at a time, diligently trying to overcome that traumatic experiences that I had growing up with that energy. But now being a man, to be willing to face those challenges and to deal with the trauma, man. And have I struck a balance? I know that I keep suiting up and showing up because, you know, my mother needs me right now. Mm -hmm even though she didn't know how to be there for me when I needed her, that doesn't exempt me from not being there for her. Oh, sure. I ain't saying it's all perfect and all that. See, this right here got me emotional right now. It's because there's a part of me that want to be like the old me. 
screw that. Nah, that ain't how I get down today. I got to suit up and show up and do what's right, you know, and trying to find that balance for where I'm not continuously brutalized, but to have the strength enough internally to say, don't take it personal. That's a hell of a thing not to do when you're talking about the person who gave life to you to not take it personal Mm. and to elevate myself consciously, practically meaning is to really tap into the fact that she's really not going to be able to give you what you need, but that don't exempt you from being everything that you need to be for her. And I think that that's an expression of the divine masculine in me to be willing to suit up and show up, even though I'm feeling some type of way, take the frown off my face, put on a smile, and do what I got to do to be of service to that energy that birthed me into this world, man. Mm-hmm. And that ain't always easy. And and my taboo, when it, when it came down to taboos, when I was initiated to a bunch of like I said, you do not get into arguments, fussing and fighting with women, period, point blank. Don't you do it. You can't do it. It's off limits for you. Mm-hmm. And in my Itefa Odu, it says in my Odu that my mother was my God. So I'm looking at, yeah, she has governed over me positively and negatively, more negatively, but I can see what the Odu was saying. But I still have to, you know, be of service to that energy. So it's tough, but you know, I got to do what I got to do. I was built for it, evidently, you know. So. Ashe. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a beautiful thing, man. And just just hearing you speak like this whole question right here is doing something to me on the inside. It's, it's it really is. And I think it's it's Fafore and myself have talked about this, that it tends to become easier not to take things personally when we truly understand that we chose our parents mm-hmm. and that we chose the experiences that we would have with them. When we truly understand that, then I think as we grow, it tends to become easier not to take the experiences that we have with them so personally. So I hope that that's something that uh, we all grow uh, in accepting. Fafore, what about you, man? How 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 are you doing with balancing the the masculine and the feminine? Um, you know that's. That's hard for me to determine. Um, I think I could say like what everybody else said that it's better because I'm equipped with information. And like you said, it's easier not to take things personally when you understand that we chose our parents. And my issue with the divine feminine started for me uh, with a mother who was not a nurturer. Um, for a mother who didn't demonstrate empathy. And as a, as a young child, I had to develop this kind of tough skin of just not caring. And I thought that's where I was until, you know, I got older and I started having these relationships uh, with women looking for a nurturer. 
And um, I found myself having a lot of relationships, sexual relationships with a lot of different women and going through women quickly because, you know, once you get out of that honeymoon phase, right, and then people start acting regular, um, there's some things that, that changes and fall off. And once that happened, it was time for me to find somebody else, you know, um, to keep that energy and that nurturing feeling. So at my Ishe Fa, one of the things that Baba brought up is how quickly I go through women and wanted to address that with me. And it, it took some time for me to understand why that was. I, I came up with all these different things as, you know, men who have the ability to deal with multiple women always was going to operate in that capacity. Um, and that's just what the reality was. And that's kind of to the extent that I left it. But it was once I really got to understand myself and understand that trauma that, you know, my mother left me with. It was a realization that I had to think about what was triggering those situations. So I would, you know, go through, you know, multiple women before the honeymoon period wore off. So when the honeymoon period wore off with this one, I was already deep into a honeymoon period with somebody else. And so I never had that lapse of that newness and that, and that nurturing that comes with that newness until I went into my, my second pinnacle. And then there was this shift to where now I had to start showing up for women in a more nurturing space. You know, I, I had a goddaughter who, you know, lived with me, uh, her god, I mean, her mother as well, but we stayed together for the first five years. And um, so now I have a little girl who was looking up to me to, to play a certain role, like, like a father figure role. And, you know, a woman that I dated who had children and had two daughters, it was just, I had to, to show up differently, right? And I didn't quite know all the way how to show up in this different space until I realized a couple of things. And one of which was that I can't really remember ever being disappointed by a man because I never had expectations for men, but I had been disappointed by women who were incapable of showing up for me in the manner in which I needed them to show up because of their own trauma. Mm -hmm. So with Yemo job being my compliment, I, I had to learn to nurture myself to a place of equilibrium, to a place of balance. So I wouldn't be looking for that nurturing outside of myself. Mm -hmm. So that has been um, that has been a journey, right? That's been a, a a battle. I I do think though through all of this, I've become more receptive, and that is I, we always talk about women being submissive. I think what we're really looking for is that that manifestation, that physical manifestation of the divine feminine, which is women to be receptive. So first, I have become more receptive. To, to people, to, to things, to opportunities, to uh, what I would deem as character flaws. I've become more receptive to understanding that everybody has a walk 
and all everybody's walk comes with consequences, so to speak, right? And I am who I am because of the, the pluses and minuses that come with me um, on this earthly journey. So with understanding that, I'm able to, to accept others. So that's where I am moving with the divine feminine, mm-hmm. right? I thought it was a relationship on externally, but as Correga had mentioned um, before in, in, in his conversation, it really was an internal thing and in that my, my relationships were external manifestations of an internal or a spiritual state of being. You had something else, Leslie? Yeah, as far as uh, on that, um, as far as the uh, relationship with the divine feminine, I look at my, again, listening to everybody else, so earlier I was explaining as far as the you know, masculine and feminine within myself, as far as externally, um, I look back at my relationships with the women I've been involved with, and that's been a pervading theme, trauma. And as far as I, and I have a wife, I have four daughters, uh, two from a previous marriage. My wife has two from a previous. So, but coming into that is, is a lot of things that I had to adjust to, you know, a lot, a lot of, because people have, you know, me having stepdaughters. They had situations before I came along that, you know, of course, being kids, they can't really process these things. So then I come along and then I'm trying to provide that positive male figure when they didn't have that. So as far as adjusting to the divine feminine is more of not being so macho with things. Sometimes you have to be more more empathetic than normal or that what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So to help them through their trauma that they're dealing with. And I feel it's gotten better. Even my wife and some of the relationships she had before me, she had trauma from that. You know, so now it's just more of my, as far as my relationship with Divine Feminine, is more of being a positive, real uh, male role model to show them like, okay, this is, this is how you sh- how it should be, you know, versus what they be it opposite of what they've been encountering. So that's why I mean, then it's like with the mother of my girls, you know, we. Co-parent, just fine, but relation. Uh, reason why things didn't work out there was, you know, they had issues with. She had issues from the past. So, and then it's working, finding a way to accept and, I guess, work with somebody as much as possible because at the end of the day, it's about our children. So, just finding that um, for me, it's finding that balance and that respect and trying to be as nurturing as possible, as far as with women in general. That was. Yeah. So, which of you, outside of uh, Brother Boz, we already know about Brother Boz, uh, do not plan on having Godchildren uh, and all of the responsibilities that go along with that? Who, which of you, just plan on not having any Godchildren at all? Mm, everybody. So everybody plan on having <laughs> Godchildren, except except Brother Boz. Except Brother all Boz, we have to single you out. I, I think for me, I, I think if I had God children, it'd be by default. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? It'd be a situation to where it's a, it'd be a family member, somebody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody close close to me who sees and understands what I'm doing. Other than that, it won't, I, don't, I can't see myself because for me, it's like, I don't want to have to sell this. You know, when you, when you, when you, you know, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all have, all have um, had experienced it. When you speak to people about Ifa or whatever the case may be, it's like, okay, it's not always a receptive response. 
So for me, it's just like, I just be over here and do what I do. And those who know what I do and understand what I do, my family members, so on and so forth, if it comes about, then that's something different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so. See, Brother Kerry is a man after my own heart. <laughs> uh, me, me and him have a lot of similarities in our chart. So I feel him. He's a Sagittarius sun. I'm a Sagittarius moon. I don't want no godchildren whatsoever. However, I know because of my Odu, um, I've also had a Misa um, and down in, in Miami. And I was told that ain't happening. That's not even possible. You know, so, you know, we like past sevens, you know, I, I get it. We, we like, mm -mm. but um, for, for me, it's definitely coming. But, you know, uh, no, I ain't out there looking like, oh, come one, come all. Let's get these God children over. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. I, I will accept the responsibility because I chose it in heaven. Um, but I think that's part of. Uh, the blockages, the obstacles, the issues that, that have come for me is my reluctance to accept what it is that I chose in heaven. Ashe, I, I, I personally, I, I really, at this time, I don't want any God children, but then I can't say that I won't have God children because E5 is constantly showing up and, and changes are coming in my life. So I can't, I, I really can't speak on it today. What I want might not necessarily be what E5 or, or part of my purpose. So it's, it's about me getting away from my wants and getting and doing what I need to do. So at this time, I really don't want to have any God children, but that could very well change in the future. Mm -hmm. Brother, that's a bar, getting away from my wants Woo! and doing what I need to do. Hey, that's a bar. That's a bar right there. Right. Yeah. Um, for me personally, like, I'm actually looking forward to having godchildren. Um, you know, it came down to my old dudes that having godchildren is wrapped up in my prosperity, particularly as I get older. Um, and um, I look forward to it because I like helping people. And so it's an opportunity for me to, you know, to increase my ability to do that, increase my ability to support people. Um, as they walk and, and, and as they grow. So like, you know, as I'm constantly working and studying, I'm sort of building in that, that kind of thing to make that process uh, easier, you know, when that day comes. Ashe. As far as myself, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter either way. It's because another space that I operate in, I understand the responsibilities of having people come to you spiritually bankrupt and looking for guidance from you. So I've kind of already been functioning in that space. But as far as God, children in the tradition, I keep myself open. And, you know, my old dude speaks about a lot of children. And since I am the age that I am, I don't plan on having no biological kids, you know, at this particular point. So I'm thinking that this old dude was speaking about people coming to me seeking spiritual guidance and maybe it would come in the form of God children. But, you know, once again, just like how I end up here in the priesthood, just by staying true to what was coming up on the mat to the best of my ability, that if someone came to me and they were spiritually bankrupt and they saw something in me that it, something in their spirit felt like I could help them through whatever it was that they were going through, then I feel like that's my responsibility 
to be of service to that spirit that came to me. And I don't believe in no coincidences in that that person is here for a purpose. And if I'm here, regardless, if I feel reluctant about it, then I need to suit up and show up and be of service to that person to the best of my ability. So I just keep it open and, and whatever happens, happens. I'll, share. I'll, share. I'll speak on it a little bit. Um, I never set out to have any godchildren coming out of it, Bodu, and I still don't have an intention of actively seeking to be uh, to be anybody's godparent. But I think it's inevitable for all of us. Um, you know, we don't really have a choice. Some of the people, like uh, like like Brother Frafore was saying, some of these decisions were already made in heaven, and uh, some people decided to come through Ifa through us. Uh, maybe people that we met already and people that we haven't met yet. So um, it's not for us. It's not up to us to really turn anybody away. You know, if you're doing this owl thing, our job basically is to, to be of service. And uh, I think if anybody were to come to me with the understanding that this is how they wanted to live their life, I would do everything in my power to to, to get them on that path. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just say it's a strange feeling, you know, when we start out with this thing, you know, we acknowledge in all of our elders, you know, Baba, Ia, and then the first time you hear somebody call you Baba and, you know, you, you realize they're talking about you. And, uh, you know, it's that realization that, okay, now what comes with that? You know, it's not just a title, but they expect some knowledge. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's, that's a blessing because as we're able to lift people up, we're lifting ourselves up in this thing. And I, I feel like that is the inevitability of being in our world. Uh, we're going to have godchildren, even if it's not somebody that we do actual initiation for. Uh, we're going to bring people into Ifa, and this is a decision, you know, that we all made before we even came here. What about you, Brother Boz? Talk to us why you don't you don't particularly want godchildren. Well, you all haven't said anything to change my mind. In addition to that, <laughs> yeah, Baba Shangadara, he had uh, mentioned to me that uh, I should consider apprenticeship. And right now I'm involved with developing my online academy so that I can start teaching people. In addition to that, I will include uh, a course on African medicine. But the only reason I'm doing it is because I've had to learn it in order to teach. So as I teach, I'll be able to learn even better. In terms of taking on the responsibility, I don't think it's necessary. I have nine brothers that I can pass them on to. In addition <laughs> to that, we have other brothers that I can I'm pass sure. them on to. So I'm okay. We're okay. Like I said, you all speak so eloquently, but you haven't said anything that changed my mind about God, children. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't why I don't want any. But in addition to that, I should say that. Where I'm at in terms of healing and how I've had to learn to heal and then to have Ifa come along and enhance what it is that I know and then to have people think that I could not do the things that I could and for me to be in denial about what I was doing before. No, nah, in order for me to accept the God child, they would have to show me that a particular aptitude. And if they have that capacity to learn, the way that I would teach, I would be willing to do so. But I don't think that will happen. I think that I'll have to approach them from the perspective that I am in terms of teaching them medicine or healing 
from a different uh, perspective. I don't think that it could come from IFA. For those people that are interested in what I do and that come to me and ask, I tell them the same thing. I'll pass you, I'll speak to my Lugo, and then he will uh, decide how we'll go about, you know, doing this. But no, I don't think, I don't think about my own personal prosperity or anything of that nature. No, I don't. I don't want any godchildren. And I don't want any of you to divine for me to have any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brother Correga, talk to us. <laughs> um, everybody has their own uh, wool, right? Everybody has their own uh, shit that they bring, their particular thing that they bring, and everything is Ifa. So, you know, Brother Baz, never would I ever think of trying to put, put some put something on you to try to give you some godchildren that you'll want to have. But I would say this, if you do have, if you do have somebody who comes along, that would be an absolutely great student for the Iwo that you bring, then they still get an Ifa from you because it's all Ifa. Um, same thing with me. Like, I mean, I'm a musician, I'm a poet, I'm all of that good stuff. And if somebody came and sat at my feet, um, you know, to learn those different crafts that I do, there are there's an old dude for that right they say there's an app for that there's an old dude for that there is something that is parallel with kind of you know practiced ifa in a traditional you know we speak to this particular sacred old for this is you know there 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 there's there's parallels there's always going to be parallels um so you know what i found is that people have been coming to me since i was three months into this talking about would you be my godfather so I'm like, okay, I, I I was not lobbying for this. I wasn't asking for this. I was just going to the family dollar and here you come. You know, I was just going and getting me a fish sandwich and here you come. And that's, that's why for me, I wasn't, I wasn't ever able to even, to even entertain the notion of not being somebody's godfather because it's like, no, this is the work. This is the work that's coming for you. Now, I will say this, not everybody, not everybody has that on their path. Um, and and that and that's no slight, that's no, that's no old pat on the back for being a godfather or being a potential godfather, because to be quite honest, my wife is um the godmother to many godchildren. And when I say I've seen her go through hell um with some of those godchildren, especially the ones that are coming into it for the wrong reasons and they have to be redirected and they're coming with a bunch of drama and ridiculousness. It is a job. It's a job to do that. Um, so I'm clear that um, it's one of those things that I will not be getting into lightly. It's one of those things that my life definitely has to agree. I have to have proper, you know, boundaries set um, because, you know, people will take liberties they'll try to turn you into their therapist which a godfather is not a therapist um you know we, we we provide a particular type of service and particular sort of conservatorship and guidance on their lives but it's not all pervasive so i'm learning those things through observation learning those things through reading um before i even get into it but i guess to to try to kind of wrap this up i'm open to it because I don't think I really have a choice in the matter. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, Correga, 
and you can meditate on this. I think another thing, if I could be telling you is stay your ass out of the family dollar and leave them fist sandwiches. <laughs> 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 I was just coming. getting some detergent, man. You <laughs> knew it was coming. You know, there's other places you can get that. <laughs> I guess so. I guess yeah. so. You know, for me, uh, I'm just not going to fight it. I feel like I'm already on the path for that. And my Ita, Baba Dari, specifically told me that uh, at some point I was going to have to have my own thing, my own organization as a whole. So I'm just not going to fight it. Uh, I'm aware of the responsibility. From the beginning, uh, Fafore and myself talked about uh, Baba and how connected he has to be to so many people. Baba's phone is always ringing. He's always having to talk to somebody, counsel somebody, do something for somebody. And I'm like, man, I do not want to do that. I do not want to be connected to my phone. I don't want to have the responsibility of somebody else's uh, spirituality or any of that. But I feel like I'm being put on that path. Uh, I enjoy doing readings for people. I enjoy uh, helping people to find uh peace and happiness on that path or whatever that may look like for them uh, so yeah i'm just not uh i'm just accepting it i'm just accepting what i feel like uh, my path is i'll leave it at that ashe ashe we got go two more over. questions brother we got two more questions um do you want to ask number 12? Because I was going to do 14. I was going to skip 13. Yeah, so let's do that. So Fafore and myself, we talked about, it's a few of you that I think are on islands by yourself, like Brother Boz, uh, Brother Leslie, uh, Brother William, uh, uh, sort of on islands by yourself. Uh, you know, I... I have Fatoumache here. I got Fafore here. I got Baba here. Uh, I got it's it's seventy five priests here. So uh, I'm not I'm not on the island at all. So my question is, um, how do you think we can do a better job as a group, the ten of us, at making sure that all of us are on the same page, that all of us are growing, that all of us are expanding, that none of us are being left behind how do you think that we can help everyone else become well-rounded and fully functional priests brother bias talk to us because you all know that i came in new with nothing it will be easier for me to deal with a, a group or one or two of you making sure on a weekly basis, giving me assignments, making sure I got it, explaining things to me, opposed to us wasting time asking me what I do not know. So if you took that approach, I'd be open to it. Ah, uh, Shane. Uh, Brother James, talk to us. Uh, <laughs> well, I think probably uh, just kind of getting together, like sort of like kind of like, you know, what we do already in the other group. But um, I haven't really thought real in depth about it because I believe that everybody is going to be at their own level of understanding, 
you know, and, 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 it, and it'll be difficult to kind of bring someone to another place if that's just not necessarily where they're headed towards. But um, I don't know, just getting together, like I'm really enjoying being on here with all my babies and just chopping it up, you know, even though this is for the podcast, but just, you know, just getting together like this periodically and just talking about things that's going on with us and, and just kind of getting different perspectives from one another, you know, because you brothers out there in Houston, man, you are, you, you know, y'all putting in work, a whole lot more work than I am. But I do have an advantage because Chief uh, Dami Lola is here in Vegas. So, you know, when it comes down to Itado going and she's doing some things, she'll she'll put me, you know, she'll put me up there and I'll be sweating bullets because Dami, you know, Dami a hard act to follow. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I do have that. But I think just kind of getting together and just chopping it up, people having questions about different things. Hey, we may not have the answers, but it's a lot of brilliance on this on this board right here. Somebody got something that's going to lead us at least in the right direction. So I think just connecting more frequently as the babies coming through Igbo do together and just chopping it up. I think that would be wonderful. Uh, Shay, brother William, talk to us. What can we do as a group to make sure that everybody's uh, on the same page and moving in the, in the direction that they would like? Uh, I think that, uh, providing uh, more information, being able to reach out to each other. Um, and it's like, okay, every time Baba Lasanta has been working with me, okay, when he's able to. And um, whatever imp information I get, I'll share it with Boz because I don't have anybody here in Detroit. It's just me. Baba Will left and went to China for his job. So Boz, when he gets information, he'll shoot it over to me. Leslie, he opens up, he shares what he has. And um, I just feel that when we need more information uh, that we should be available, it should be available to us. You know, uh, right now, there's something that I need. I won't say it right now. But there's something that I need to move forward with, uh, with, uh, with my skill. You know, there's something that's missing when I'm doing the uh, able reroute. So I, I need I need that information because it's valuable to me for in order for me to uh, continue on with that. So I'll, I'll be reaching out to some of you to uh, get that updated information, because what I've received from the Google Docs is outdated. So there's a lot of Babalawas here in Detroit, man. They, they're having conjure wars here in Detroit, man. I don't want to participate with anybody at this particular time. Let me just keep it like that. I'm so grateful to have you brothers and have have Baba, uh, you know, uh, which I think is a, an extraordinary human being. I mean, Baba is a true brother. And so to have him in my life, man, is just, it's, it's wonderful. You know, to have you all in my life is wonderful. I just simply think that we should be able to share more freely with each other, if you will, because me and Boz, we, and, and James, I hit him, but me and Boz, man, every little bit we get, we share, you know, we just be getting bits and pieces and trying to put it all together, you know. So, yeah, to open up and to be able to share information. Ashe? Ashe, well, definitely reach out to us, whoever you feel comfortable reaching out to. Uh, Fafore and myself, we do we do Ebo Reroos quite often. We don't like doing them, but, <laughs> but we do them anyway. Uh, we don't really like doing them. <laughs> We talk about that all the time. Like, come on, man, we got to do another 
another Ebo reroute. But yeah, reach out to us, um, and yeah, we'll get you what you need. Okay, uh, I say, brother Leslie, you out there on the island? Also, talk to us, man. What can we do as a group to better help all of us uh, become well-rounded and fully functional priests? Well, I think doing um, like having the the group. And just doing something like this, you know, it's one thing putting in the chat, it's another thing seeing somebody as far as like video chatting. So I guess just do this every so often. Then, you know, everybody just, everybody has a different thought with me. It's like, I, I talk to Boz and, you know, saying, and a few other people, but it's just like, I have my own focus, you know. So with that there is be able to bounce ideas off people like now. But I figured that this is, this is fine right here, you know, and also to find out what. I guess what direction somebody's going to go with, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just saying we, we all need to do this kind of force and somebody to go a certain way, everybody has their own ifa and just see like where they want to take it at and provide support if, if possible. Mm. Ashe. Ashe. Uh, man, uh, brothers, we appreciate y'all. This is, this is the last question we about to, to land this plane. Um, first of all, I want to say though, and this was probably not even halfway through this. I I just felt this tremendous feeling of of pride and, and being proud of each and every one of you, and, and where you are, how far you've come, where you're still trying to go, the work that you're putting in to uh, to live. You know the the way that you came here to live, to to serve, and the way that you came to serve, man. So I'm just I'm I'm proud of each and every one of y'all, and I just want to say that I was gonna say it because like a long time ago, man. But you know I, I didn't want to butt in. The conversation was was going well, so um, but I just want to take the time out to say that, man. I love and appreciate all of y'all, and man, y'all y'all some amazing men. And uh, like a couple of you said, yeah, we talk in the in the group chat and. And we have one-on-one, -on -one, you know, conversation. But yeah, it would be be good to have, you know, a forum like this for us to talk amongst each other, you know, maybe as much as monthly um, or at least quarterly. So let's definitely talk about having set that up. So my last question for y'all is about it was either the end of last year or the beginning of this year we had a priest meeting and on that priest meeting, Baba talked about us figuring out what type of priest it is that we wanted to be. And he talked about how, because of planetary shifts and things going on, you know, uh, with the celestial bodies, that it would be important for us to know what direction we were going in by December of this year. And, um, not saying that you had to be all the way there as far as doing everything you need to actually operate in that space, but at least know what kind of priest that you wanted to be uh, by December. And I've, and I've thought about that and I didn't know, or I thought I didn't know until one day through meditation, it hit me that I always knew what kind of priest that I wanted to be. And it started off with the reason why I decided to become a priest. And I always say, and you know, y'all know me, I like to joke around. And so sometimes I say stuff and people just think it's a joke, but I'll be dead ass serious. Um, but 
Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior, um, not because I believe in him, but because I believe him. And what in the Bible Jesus said about us as people, right? And it was through Ephi where, where Jesus was saying, you can do everything I can do even more if you just have faith. It was through being around Ephi that I saw people who actually was operating in the space in which Jesus said we could. And somebody brought it up and they talked about ego in this, in this um, African spiritual walk or maybe spiritual walk period. And sometimes as priests, we have to get off our thrones to come down to the people to do the work that, that we were called to do. But Jesus never had to get up off that throne because he was always where the people were that needed to be served. And that's the kind of priest that I want to be. Like I want to be amongst the people I want to be a servant. I'm a Virgo son. I have three planets in Virgo. My North Node is in Virgo in the 11th house, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this show, both myself and Oshayun, uh, North Node is in the 11th house. I came here to be a servant. I came here to serve. You know, um, I didn't come here to be exalted as a priest, I came to, to be down on the ground on my hands and knees, if that's what it takes to do the work. So my natal chart speaks of one who is a healer. So again, I always knew what it is that I wanted to do and what kind of priest that I wanted to be. I just had to, in this earthly realm, catch up to, to spirit. So the way I want to serve is to learn everything that I can learn in order to serve anybody who may be called to me. Um, whether that's learning astrology, whether that's learning numerology, whether that's learning Reiki um, and things of that nature, whether that's going to ITFL and, and learning different um, therapy um, techniques and operate in that, in that space. Um, as I was doing a reading, I had someone said, I'm asking you questions like you're a therapist and you're not. And I wanted to say, but I am. Because that's what I came here to be. And Ifa said I didn't need to go back to school to get a degree in therapy or to be a therapist, to be a therapist. So that's the, the priest that I want to be. So the question that I'm going to ask each and every one of you. Um, going in order, starting um, with the elder, um, the, the senior, um, James, have you thought about what kind of priest that you want to be? And if so, what does that look like? Well, you know, I've seen I've seen things in in this tradition that I didn't necessarily care for. You know, it really upsets me when I see people who have, quote unquote, positions and they exploit people who come to them and they're spiritually vulnerable and they take advantage of them and try and get as much money out of them as possible you know and i've seen that happen and the type of priest that i want to be is that it's more you know hey you know the services of a priest of course you know someone should be able to uh 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 you know, offer the spirit of reciprocity, give and take, right? But for me, 
I want to be that priest that is more important for me that I help you to elevate spiritually. You know, it's because if I'm able to help you elevate spiritually and help you to get in alignment with your destiny and your purpose and to help you to filter through the trauma or the false conditioning of the spirit that you believe that was you and help you to move through that to be the best version of yourself. That's what I'm motivated by. That's the type of priest that I want to be to help those people in the muck, in the mire of life, because <laughs> I'm trying not to break my anonymity, but I, I operate in some very heavy places. And it's very heavy energy. I mean, one day I could be talking to an individual and the next day <clears throat> they committed suicide. I've had that experience on more than one occasion. So I understand the depth and the weight. And I know that I'm supposed to be in those spaces. And I know that I'm supposed to be helping that that group of people. So the type of priest that I want to be is someone that you would you would feel open to coming to. You know, the things that people are doing, I believe that a lot of people live in quiet desperation but they don't have a space that they can come into and feel vulnerable and open up and really talk to you about that real stuff that's going on with them to get down to the, to the solution to what's really ailing them. I want to be that type of priest that when you come into my space, that you feel comfortable and at ease enough to open up and really get down to what's really going on. And now that I'm a priest and I can use Ifa and I can cast uh, uh, Odu, we can really get down into some deeper things so I can have a better perspective is because I can get into that energy. But that's the type of priest that I really want to be. Some A priest that you feel comfortable at coming with, knowing that I ain't trying to exploit you for nothing and that really my heart is in the right place and I'm really just trying to elevate you spiritually is because if I elevate you spiritually, guess who else get elevated? There are no big eyes and little U's. We look at each other straight across the board. You feel me? And I don't want you to, oh, you a priest and all, you know, oh, dumb ballet. Don't dumb ballet me unless I'm doing something for you that's helping to truly elevate you. And you see that I'm doing something for you in your life that's helping you on your spiritual path, you know? So I just want to be one that you know, walking in Iwa Pele you know, Iwa Ray Ray, and uh, people feel comfortable coming to me and I can elevate you. That's where I'm at with that. Ashe? Ashe, I love what you said about the Dobale. You know, it's, <laughs> Dobale isn't a, isn't a requirement. Shouldn't be an expectation. It's a, it's an acknowledgement of, of the work. So, Ashe. So I guess that'd be, uh, I guess I'm up. Um, kind of priest I want to be. I want to remain open um, to where the energy is supposed to lead me. Um, so it's kind of difficult for me to answer the question with like some sort of defined answer because I think every circumstance is going to require a different aspect of how I show up. Um, so I'll say this. I want to continue to be as introspective as I possibly can um, to as 
deep a degree as I possibly can so that it kind of moves as a skeleton key when it comes to the conversations that I have with people, when it comes to interactions, when it comes to um, how I attract and who I attract. Um, and when it comes to how I'm open to providing them what spirit is telling me they need to, they need to receive from me. Um, so, you know, one thing about me that I've been working on for years now is being able to try to kind of connect all of the different dots that, that make up who I am. I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a professional, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm all of these different things. And how do I make it all make sense as one life. Um, working on that, continuing to work on myself will enable me to help other people who may be at a different place in their journey that I've already been able to supersede. And if I've been able to do that, then I'm better able to assist them in getting where it is that they're trying to go wherever that happens to be. Um, so that's that's kind of the long and short of it. I mean, I, I, I think I have a lot more a lot more walking and questions than I have answers right now. But I know for certain what I want to do is be of service as well. Um, that's what I've always wanted to be. Like my life, my life goal, my life mission statement has always been to leave it a better place, leave this earth a better place than what it was when I got here. And so as this is part of my walk, as this was part of my contract in heaven to be a priest, that's just what I intended to do. That's just what I intend to do. And those are the ways in which I intend to do it. I also wanted to just kind of add this little vignette in here as far as the Bali. Indeed, um, you know, doing the work of the priest would should elicit that sort of response, of course. But um, it's it's been what I've been taught um, from elders of mine. And y'all tell me if you've heard something different, that they're not actually dobaling you per se. They're dobaling the ashe that is on your head. In which case, it's the Dobale is really not about you. The Dobale is for the person who is Dobaleing because they're the ones who are tapping into that energy that is exuding from you as per your initiation. So I just kind of wanted to put that in there as a as a clarifying statement. Yeah, and and that's how I understand it, and that's why I don't shortchange the prayer when somebody Dobales. I'm a, I'm gonna give them that blessing. I sure. Well, I guess it's on me. Um, for me, um, I operate in a lot of sexually alternative spaces in terms of like sex education, things like that. Um, and uh, them folk need a priest. <laughs> um, as near as I can uh, sort of um, sort of state that. Um, when we're looking at sex, gender, sexuality, those are profound places of identity, those are profound places of self-expression, and unfortunately some very profound places of trauma. And I have a lot of people out there uh, acting, doing things, participating in things that, you know, may or may not be aligned with them because, you know, they're coming from a place of trauma. Um, you know, there are people out here doing things and trying to investigate new ways of being, new ways of loving, new ways of forming relationships that tools like divination, uh, you know, rituals and things like that, that, you know, uh, that the practice affords us can be very helpful in people doing that. And so I, I kind of look at myself as 
you know, of, of having that sort of access that I do as a priest and having that training that I have as a priest and being able to assist them in, in, in the healing that needs to occur there, um, you know, and, and then the, the, the various processes that come with trying to figure out how to be in a polyamorous relationship, for example, or how to be uh, in a relationship that has varying elements of power exchange and things like that. So I see myself as being able to, to really help out there and just trying to, you know, work and be a good priest where I'm planted. Ashay. Oshayun. Fatum Shay. All right, I'm going to go ahead. You came before Fatum Shay. I think you want to leave y'all for last. Is that what it is, Oshayun? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. <clears throat> I have to agree with my brothers who spoke previously. Um, for me, it's it's more of a, I look at you know what type of priest I want to be based on what what got me to Ifa and the type of person that I am already. I don't so much look at trying to change myself into this this version of something that I see somebody else doing. Um, I, I look at like the decision that we all made that led us to Ifa, that led us to initiation. Uh, that's a, a testament to our character. You know, there are probably other people who were put in our same position and they chose to do something else. So it is who we are already. We don't have to create a new version of ourselves. So with saying that, I look at, you know, what I've done as a career. Um, I'm a technician by by trade. Uh, I naturally enjoy fixing things. I'm a natural hands-on person. Um, and I've looked at, you know, how I've been so far as in our world. You know, it's been, a, like I said earlier, you know, just putting myself in the ability to, to be of service, um, to facilitate ceremony. Uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you're just going to be a, a standby person at something and you end up being the reason the ceremony went on because you were there. And I think sometimes, you know, spirit shows you how it shows you so you could know, OK, this is the lane you're supposed to move in. So myself, I feel like for me. I don't know about having a bunch of godchildren, but I know it is my responsibility to help Ifa expand wherever it needs to expand to. And and whatever I can lay my hands on to facilitate that is what I will be doing, whether it be, you know, teaching, whether it be material things, whether it would be, you know, making sure ceremony goes down correctly, things like that. I feel like that is the lane that I'm supposed to move in is to to help Ifa expand from an actual, um, you know, a functional perspective. So. Um, <clears throat> for me, uh, like my brother Jimmy said, like, hey, like Jesus was in the streets. He was in the hood. <laughs> you know, so for me, you know, I want to help my people. Coming in the EFI the way that I came in the EFI, um, man, so yeah, that's 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 my purpose. Um, being a servant. Um, really just uh, healing through my life story, through divination, through prayer, through rituals, through, you know, through servitude. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the priest that I want to be, but I, I want to be, I'm, I'm going, I'm able to be myself in that. Um, I'm not about to have people looking at me like, this. okay, you're a priest, so you're supposed to be holier than thou and so on. Man, look, you got the wrong, you got the wrong nigga. It ain't that. <laughs> but I do want to be able to, you know what I'm saying? I do want them to be able to trust me and understand that, okay, the knowledge that I have and the eye shade that I have and the, and the wisdom that I have, it works. It I'm works. Sure. So being a practical 
priest um, and tapping in different healing modalities is what is how I choose to um, uh, maneuver and work in my priesthood. See, Carrie, we a whole lot alike, man. And I just went out and caught me a new uh, white Jesus T-shirt. I got, I got white Jesus face on it, man. You need to get you one of them. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait. Man. I can't wait to bust out with my white Jesus shirt and my leggings on like this. <laughs> hey man, hey, I can't be in the picture with you on that one, cuz. <laughs> hey man, you gotta you gotta pay homage, man. Brother Leslie. Obviously, I want to continue to further expand my knowledge in Ifa, but uh, as far as the um, helping people, because what I've come from is mainly a military background. From being in the military, I was a field medic, so it wasn't in the hospitals, we was in the field. So whenever something, especially when we went to Iraq, as um, soon as somebody get hurt, you know, no matter how bad or minor injury, we're the first ones they come to. And then afterwards, then there's the healing process afterwards. So then like after getting out, it was in oncology for five years. And that whole process, and you're dealing with not only the patients, but dealing with their families. So then after that, going to the, where I'm at now, working with veterans. So I like to be a more well-rounded in EFA, but not just EFA, to learn pretty much everything that there is to know, because I run to people from all walks of life. And to filter now outside of EFA, but anything else, I like to filter that through EFA to get people in different uh, avenues of help, as far as like therapy, healing, things of that nature. And to not really uh, limit myself on just certain things, not saying he finds the limit, but just the op open up to other things. And also to integrate the teachings of E5 acclimated to now. Because the things that, and not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, because it's not the intention, but the things that we've learned, that stuff that was done then based on what they had, there's a lot more stuff now as society, technology, innovations have progressed and just filter these new innovations, ideas, and concepts through EFI to make sure that that's beneficial for whoever's coming to you for help. So I want to be more well-rounded in that to provide service to everybody, but in a way that everybody can relate to and feel comfortable with, but would still get the same outcome. Mm -hmm. And you were sort of correct? Yep. So yeah, technology, innovation, so that goes right. along with it. Yep. Yep, you in pocket with that one, brother. You in pocket. I say. Okay. I lived in this one particular place in Mexico where the garbage man would tap on my door. He expected me to come out with trash each day. And uh, he would always say, after I you know, gave him his tip, he took my trash, he would always say that it was a pleasure to serve me. And I always wondered, how could a trash man think that it was okay to be that type of servant. But I eventually learned that I was a servant as well. So I have no problem with servitude. I know why I'm here. And I appreciate everything that you all have said in terms of having God children. I will take it into consideration. And it's likely that in three, four, five, ten years, I'll change how I feel about God children. You know, but having said that, I do want to be able to offer my best to anybody that comes to me needing my help. I have to turn off my phone at nine o'clock because if not, once people have eaten bread here, drink coffee at night, they start calling and complaining and looking for relief. 
In addition to that, I give away thousands of dollars, which adds up to hundreds of thousands of pesos in stem cells and other forms of regenerative medicine, if not services. So these are the things that I do. When I dealt with hardship, the previous 11, 12 months, I, I prayed and wished that somebody could call me and walk me through this process so that I could do better. I struggled, you know? So I say that not to say that I'm bitter and not wanting God children. If I take on an apprentice, I need that apprentice, male or female, to have a certain aptitude so that they can go forward, so they will be able to pick up and learn. I don't want to spend time going over things over and over and over. I want to be able to give it to them and know that they can utilize it. You know, so again, I will take into consideration what you all have said, because my thing is about healing, whether it be emotional, spiritual, physical, mental. That's what I'm into. That's what I do. You know, so. Yeah, I'm very appreciative of your stories, your antidotes, everything that you all have uh, wanted to share with me. I feel like you all had an intervention for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate all of you. Some good brothers, you know, whether I talk to you or not, I know some of you I'm able to connect with, but uh, I don't want you to leave here thinking that I don't do my part because I'm very studious and I have so much that I have to do in terms of helping people and I know what it takes. And that's why it makes it so easy for me to say, I don't want any God children, but who knows, man? I, I listen to you guys. You guys, you give it a flip. In terms of the priesthood, I guess I've been in the priesthood longer than what I realized because I came to Mexico at the beginning of 2012. People have been bowing to me since then. People have been kissing my feet, kissing my hand, baking cakes, and offering me the unmentionables since 2012. <laughs> So based on that, you know, hey, you know, I should be grateful, you know. So we'll leave that there, you know. But uh, yeah, I can't you, say more than that. How do I tell you? How do I tell you? <laughs> oh man, boss, man, I'm grateful for you. And let me say this too. I mean, having God children isn't the only way you can serve. Um, you know, myself. You, Leslie, we all have a, you know, a commonality from a focus on a health aspect. I mean, you're the only one out of the three of us who is, a well, Leslie's a nurse, so let me not say that. I'm the only one who doesn't serve in a professional aspect in, in the realm of, of, of health. Uh, but, I mean, you have been um, very helpful to me in our conversation, extensive conversations about, you know, plant-based diet, you know, health, COVID, all kinds of things, you know, uh, Leslie and myself, we shared that type of information. So, no, you are serving. I, I, I was there, I got to watch you up close and personal. So don't ever think that you're not a servant because you don't have God children. Baba Todd, um, our Luo's God brother, doesn't have God children and he most definitely is a servant. So no, there's multiple ways to serve. Um, and last but not least, brother William. Um, yeah, brothers, I, I, the kind of priest I want to be is a humble student of E5 because it's an ever ending learning process. And I don't want to get to a place 
in this priesthood to where I become egocentric or, um, you know, I have to remain humble in order to be able to serve. Presently, I'm in the um, Volunteers of America uh, servicing the homeless veterans, you know, through a 12-step program. And I just show up and take them through the process and I get out of the way and let E5 do what E5 is going to do. I just have to show up. That's all I have to do is just be humble enough to show up. I'm not picking any of my clients. If E5 puts someone, sends someone to me, it's, it's my duty as a priest to accept that 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 client for whatever the reason is and to be humble to, to do that. I'm not picking and choosing. I don't have those hangups on looking at people because they're short or tall or dark or light. If you if E5 sends you to me, it is my duty as a priest to be humble enough to aid and assist you. That's service. Thank you. You know, for me, Fafora uh, and myself, we talk about this all the time. I know y'all hear me say Fafora and myself a lot. Uh, we talk extensively all the time. We're always we're always talking. We're always trying to uh, build something, come up with things. Um, I want to be able to talk about Ifa to people that don't know anything about Ifa, and I think. I'm being led down that path. He and I are being led down that path based on the people that we have done readings for so far. These are all people who have never heard of Ifa. They've never heard anything about Ifa. They don't know anything about African spirituality at all. But the way that we are able to, to teach them and serve them, they continuously come back. So I know that we are being put in a position, I'm being put in a position to speak to people that have never heard of Ifa before. There's also this, this part of me that is going to go back to the prisons because I know that there's a thirst for knowledge there. I've met enough people behind the walls to, to know that there's a thirst for knowledge, that there's a thirst for alternative knowledge, especially when you don't know that there's an alternative. They are thirsty for that knowledge. While in Virginia, we got a chance to speak to uh, Ia Omi Works, uh, Ia Omi and she talked about uh, there being a change. I believe, Brother William, in Michigan, uh, where she was talking about now that there only has to be two people in a prison that wants to practice a particular uh, spiritual system or religion, and the prison has to accept that now. So they have a few people up there in Michigan that want to actually get to the point of practicing Ifa. So that's something that I want to be able to do here in Texas and wherever else I'm called to go, wherever else we are called to go, to speak to the guys behind the walls about uh, Ifa. So that's the type of priest that I want to be. I want to be able to serve those who are underserved. I want to go back to where I was. I want to be able to stand on the street corner on South Moore Scott and be able to drop the old play for the guys out there selling stones. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to reach those guys. So I definitely want to be a priest that goes back and touch those that are in similar situations that I've evolved from. Ashe. Ashe. 
You know, brother, I, I want to leave you with one last story, man. I want to share with y'all. So Juneteenth weekend, I went to Miami and I saw this, uh, uh, I, I had a Misa down there and it was three plus hours long, man. My recording was literally three hours and 16 minutes long. Now, again, I keep telling y'all about how I rock with Jesus. Jesus, you know, comes through my old dude and, um, Three, three minutes or three hours and 16 minutes for God so loved the word that he gave his only forgotten son. So, you know, or his only begotten son, I should say. But so, yeah, me and Jesus rocking heaven. So, anyway, I go there, man, and I'm in there, and the guy's telling me how I was called to be a, a priest of Ifa. Now, I don't have any of my E days, I took them off in the car, put them in my pocket. So, he's telling me all of this. So, finally, it's over, and I leave. And at this point, I have my E-Days back on. I, at some point, maybe an hour or so in there, when they asked me specifically, what do I know about Ifa or whatever, I told them I was a priest and pulled my E-Days out. So I'm leaving to go out. And there's an old lady that I didn't see on my way coming in. Man, this lady was old and, and like frail. She was really old. And she came, she walked up to me. She grabbed my hands with her hands. She didn't, she, she said something in Spanish and then she let go of my hands. She took a step back and she debaleted and it took her a while to get down there. And it was the most humbling experience. I mean, she got low. I ain't talking about, you know, how we go, we bend over and touch the ground. We, I'm talking about she got low and I got down there and, you know, prayed over and, and, and lifted her back up. Um, and then she grabbed my hands and she squeezed them. Um, man, the most humbling experience of my life. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm saying that to say that we have a very important job. You know, um, it's the oldest profession. Our Lou always the oldest profession known to man. Um, and I would say arguably the most important. And as I sit here and I'm looking at the time, it's three hours and 17 minutes long. And that is a labor of love. And I want to let y'all know that myself and Oshayun greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, not only the experience of Ibodu, because it would not have been the same without y'all, but for y'all coming and sitting down with us for three hours and 17 minutes and giving of yourselves and, and being open and being vulnerable and, and sharing. And uh, this is a group of, of our woes. This isn't a group of ears. You know, you don't see men being open like you have been today. You don't see men being vulnerable like you have been. Um, and this is nothing compared to the vulnerability um, that was displayed and shared when we were in Ibodu. Like, this is nothing compared to that. So we want to thank you for, for stepping up, for assisting us in our purpose, because this is our ministry, right? This is the gift that, that we have chosen, Oshayun and myself, to give to the world, to, to serve our North Node being in the 11th house and trying to give something to the people 
and you guys have come and y'all have shown up and y'all have endured and it's three plus hours long. So first and foremost, I want to say give yourselves a round of applause and thank you for what you have done. Um, then I want to say a, a special shout out to our Luo, um, Chief Obafemi Fayemi Ipega, um, the Chief of Luo of OIDSI. Man, the way that man has shown up for each one of us has hmm. been has been crazy. And being around Baba and seeing how much his phone rings and knowing that whenever I've hit him up, I'm not going days without a response. He's not yeah. making it to the next day without responding and hitting me back. And I'll be having questions and I'll be having a follow-up to that answer he gave me. And then another follow-up to the next thing he gave me. And Baba just comes patient, yes. humble, you know, uh, yes. man, ego balance. He has the yes. most balanced ego uh, of, of any priest that I've, I've come across. I mean, Ashay. to me, he's the Michael Jordan of priests. And you got, dudes, you got priests walking around who not even getting in the game. And they got Michael Jordan ego. You know yes. what I'm saying? And and Baba is just so dope. So a shout out to Baba. He's supported us as Aberitias. He supported us in the podcast. He's one of our biggest fans and supporters. Um, I mean, he always has answers for us. He always has time for us. So thank you, Baba. We greatly appreciate you. Yes, sir. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, hey Jimmy, you talk about Michael Jordan. Did y'all know that Baba played at Rucker Court back in the day? No, I ain't know that. Yeah, man, Baba got some skills, man. Man, I ain't know that. I gotta. I'm gonna have to ask him about that. I'm gonna yeah. ask. Yeah. I'm gonna ask. Him. Um, yeah. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, another thing, as far as I with Baba, like I would like to thank Baba because I, my father had a situation, and Baba didn't have to, but he stepped. He went out of his way to lend support and help him. So I would like to thank Baba for that too. I say. I say. I say. Lastly, I want to say in this is long overdue, but I want to go back to, you know, our initiation. Man, it was 10 of us and there was 33, 34 priests that got less sleep than we did, that had less free time than we did, and was there for the length of time that we were there serving. And when I mean serving, I'm talking about, you know, they they prepared our food, made sure that we had our meals. They were there to ask questions. Uh, I mean, answer questions, excuse me. They were there to, you know, take us through the ceremonies. Um, they led the ceremonies, the, the divinations that were done. Man, uh, they really showed up and showed out. And then to, to the ES specifically, there was rain. 100% chance of rain every day during the time we were in the boat. Speak on it. And those women in a group, and it was out of the 34, it was more women than it was men. Um, there, so it was more ears than it was our world. And those women stopped the rain from coming and interrupting and affecting our initiation. Now, I know People who ain't in it gonna be like, man, come on. And you know what? If I wasn't 
the, the September 24th of 2018, I would have been right there with y'all. Like, that is some bullshit. But after September 25th, 2018, and the stuff that I've seen, man, let me tell you something. You can't tell me what I know for a fact, and that's those ears through the vibration of their prayers and the power of their ashe kept that place dry for five days. Ashe. Because I knew I was going to get rained on. Right. And it, was, and it was storming out there. Speak on it. Speak on it. So thank you to those ears, man, because they showed up and they yes. showed out. So we greatly appreciate them. Okay, anyone, you got anything uh, to add before we get on up out of here? Man, this was a beautiful episode. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys. I love all of you guys. Uh, it only took us five or six days to uh, become the the friends and the brothers that we became. That was that was something that was, man, you don't see that. You don't see that in, uh, in five or six days. You got 10 guys that don't really know each other coming from different walks of life, different parts of the country coming together and, you know, finding a bond and, you know, really becoming brothers. That's something that we did. Um, I pray that all of us continue to move forward in uh, our destinies. I pray that our Ori's place our feet firmly on the path that leads to our destinies. Uh, we got a long way to go. Uh, we've come a long way. So, man, I'm wishing the best for each and every one of y'all. I love you for each and every one of y'all, man. I pre I appreciate y'all. I should. And I want to say we all came from the hood. So we used to seeing each other, especially if we don't know each other, as opposition. And, and we didn't take that, you know what I'm saying, that approach to one another. So, man, thank you. And I love y'all. For the family, we appreciate y'all for always tapping in with us, man, each and every week. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate your support. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, please leave your comments. Man, and I'm just going to leave it like this. Life is for the living. We came here to have an experience, so have it. Live life out loud and on purpose. Till next time, peace. Peace. Ashe. Double. 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 Double.